0: Welcome to the Game Agenda, a podcast where four gay guys bring board gaming out of the closet and onto the table. I'm Matt. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And I'm Ben. So on the agenda today, we're going to be talking about Renegade's newest release, Ex Libris, and then we're going to talk about which games we're excited for in the new year. So before we get to that, though, let's uh, kick things off with a recap uh, of what we've been playing this week. Recap time! So, yeah. 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 Ben, what have you been playing?
1: Um, well, I'm very excited to announce that I've been playing a ga- I played a game yesterday with Kevin uh, because uh, my parents were in town for like eight days, which meant that I had eight days of no board gaming, and I was just sort of like, like I was, I was like seeing babies crawling
2: on the ceiling.
3: Eight day trek through the desert.
2: It was. It was an eight day trek through the desert, and babies finally, babies crawling on the ceiling. I've yes. not heard that phrase that's before. Oh, that's not a very common phrase. It's not. A, it's not really a oh, phrase.
3: Yeah, all it's an the allusion. Time. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: an allusion to uh, *Train Spotting*. Where oh, there go, you go. Where he goes through, where he tries mm. to kick heroin, and when he's like in bed. He's going through withdrawal, he sees a baby crawling on the ceiling. Good it's a very callback. famous scene in cinema history. I love it. Uh, and, and it's, it's related. That's a, so a naturally, yes. all about it. Yes, naturally, as the cineast here, not really. Um, but uh, but finally broke the, the non-board gaming streak when Kevin came over uh, yesterday and joined, uh, joined me and my friend Matt. We played a new game, a brand new game called Welcome to Centerville which is a dice rolling game. and I love it's dice rolling games. It was really, it was, I love city games. It was. It was a city building <laughs> game with dice. But what was nice was, you know, like with board games these days, like there's so many dice games, right? Quote-unquote dice game, where like you roll the die and this means what sort of action you could do. This one was sort of like at its core a classic dice rolling game in the Yahtzee style. Like you roll your dice and you try to get the symbols to match up and depending on which symbols you get, you can do things on the board. And um, I actually really enjoyed it at first. Uh, it was, by the way, it's the same designer as *Dominant Species*, which is like Whoa. a very oh, heavy, I didn't that when heavy. We were I've never played it, but it's a heavy Euro game. That's of oh, much. You, important. Have you oh, love *Dominant, dominant species? species*. I haven't. So oh, I have it's coffee. so good. Yeah. Yeah. I really would like to play it. It's
3: it's it's a big game. I like
1: I like *Species* and I like things you like that are
2: dominant. dominant? <laughs> so this Heard was, about you, ben. Um, you know, Ben turned me on to this when he said it was a dice rolling game. So I was like, yep, I'm I'm in. I'm over. So I. I have to say, it grew on me as the yeah. game played, because mm-hmm. um, it starts, and you think it's a simpler game than it is, and it was fast, by the way. We went through the three rounds fast, because it does depend on rolling.
1: It was fast, but I don't think it was as fast as we thought. I think no. the first two rounds were this fast. This was a
3: Kickstarter, though, right? Was
2: it, it wasn't.
1: It was not really a Kickstarter. It was from GMT Games, and they have this thing where, when they have new games, they have this thing called the P500, where if you get 500 people say they're going to like buy it, then they'll start putting it through production, right. so it's Kickstarter-esque. Mm-hmm. And if
3: this is a GMT game, then that means it probably didn't have the nicest uh, aesthetic appearance. It wasn't appearance.
1: beautiful. Oh, was it pretty? <coughs> it's actually oh. a shape. The box cover is actually very nice, although we did know that there was...
2: There's great diversity on the box cover, but yes, which I really like. The male character is very like realistic, human proportions, yes, naturalist. Uh-huh. The female, who's prominent on oh, there, no. is like not cartoon. quite a brat style, but she has a larger head <sighs> than body. Yeah. big cartoon. eyes, small neck. It's she's like a it hot cartoon. Weird. Yeah, and but he is, like, a regular her, person.
1: They didn't give her like big they didn't boobs. Make her busty, right, yeah. they no. didn't do that. But it was like, but here's her like a well drawn, like proportional, like it was like. It's a it's a picture of like a town you know it's like Main Street and there's a, there's like a black guy on a bike and I was like I like that they have like a black guy on <laughs> a bike on the cover which seems like such a like it's just a black guy on a bike but like in the world of board gaming yeah that's that like, really revolutionary yeah. it was know? a big deal but then yeah, the but girl then she's is like, like staring Hi. at you, yeah, you she's know? the
2: head that's staring at you and as uh, your, your friend Matt called it. um... What was it like? Cartoon Emma Stone, like yes. was like variant, like oh it's like well, the I anime it was version. Two
3: separate artists, and they like compiled the photos and like Photoshop. Maybe could have been because well, it's a very
2: different style how they so treated the, the woman.
1: Yeah, the cover, the, the the box is very inviting, and then you open up the board, and it's like a 1991 oh. like print shop. It looks, it's actually very ugly. Was for, it
3: paper board? It sounds was like it like an actual was actually an too. actual board. Okay, well, I, you know, that's were the like, dice like,
1: custom? Yeah, the mm-hmm. dice were big and chunky. And then so yeah, so the the, like, dice big dice. Nice. But it was like it was funny what Kevin was saying, because at first it was like I was rolling it, like you know, you're rolling your dice, you're doing your actions, you're putting basically cubes all around this town. At first I was like, this is nice, maybe like I did wait like a year and a half for this, maybe it wasn't worth it. But then like as it went along the choices start to become really
2: interesting. And by the end, it was like, ah, ah, ah. So I actually really enjoyed mm. it. It's a balance mm-hmm. game, too. And so the idea is you have to watch two things you're, you're going up in the victory score with because it's that whole idea of, like, your lowest one is what your score will be. Yeah. So you cannot ignore certain areas. Yeah, you're trying and to so bring wealth and prestige. Halfway through, I think we all were like, oh, gosh. There's a lot to think about here than we yeah. thought, you know.
1: And we fully ignored a whole section. I mean, the the whole you, you can like run for office, and so like you, you can be like the bit. mayor, you can mm-hmm. be like urban planner, and we kind of ignored... We'd sort, we'd sort of get an office, and that's it. But like we could have been battling. That was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of points that I lost terribly, and Matt, who started off so terribly, wound up winning the whole thing. Yes, mm-hmm. it was fun. It's you had a great worth. balance. Yeah, it's actually worth really. Mm-hmm. It's it's, and what's nice is, uh, it's like. The choices are interesting, but it's not that Mentally taxing, you're so fun to roll the dice right. and see what
2: happens. Like, there cool. is because you're doing the same thing again and again. The balance is the idea of like, do I put some you know resources here or yeah. here? Where do I put the resources? But you're doing the same action again and again as you go around. I invested in River. Well, property. we will definitely have to play that. Yeah, 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 I think we should definitely play that. I think you guys would really enjoy it.
3: Yeah,
1: how about you, Larry? What have you been playing?
3: Uh, a couple things. Um, I just got in the ruins of Thandalar uh, campaign setting for. Mm. Uh, I'm going to mess it up. I always want to say Hero Quest, and it's not. It's It's Hero Realms. Hero Realms. And Hero Quest is that game from the 80s that was what basically kind of got me into board gaming, and for some (laughs) reason... I just connect the this two. hero quest yeah.
1: kind of sounds better. It sounds better than hero. Yeah, hero but, realms doesn't actually make sense. But it's just they it started with Star, Star Realms, realms and, the realm and they were like Hero a...
0: Realms, so you can remember that it's just the same game with a the better theme. Yeah,
3: exactly. It is. <laughs> the same I
0: same disagree, game with the but go on. You think
3: it's a the worse game? Well, you don't like the I, Star Realms Fantasy. is literally like. Well, but it's it's I actually, I actually, well, here's a ship.
0: A, I did ship, not enjoy ship, our ship, play. They all look the same. Well,
3: I think Hero Realms. The theme is so much better. The campaign was a lot of fun too because it's basically an automated deck that. You know, screws with you, and it's co-op, and like where you sit matters because it kind of sets up uh, like the formation of a party, and so like you can't like help people on the other side of the table because they're too far away from you. You know, Um. in the. The column as you're marching yeah. through a dungeon. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> it was really hard. But oh it was God. fun. The fact, it was hard, row, right? yeah. the fact that it was hard. Yeah, the fact it was hard though is what made it good.
1: Yeah, that's what it should and be. If it's, a, it's you said it was cooperative. Yeah, it's co-op, yeah. and the monsters
0: every player's turn, the monsters come Doing and do something. some evil attack yeah. to you, that's like fun. destroy your cards or damage you.
3: And we didn't actually play the campaign mode version of it. We just kind of played the standalone versus the bosses. It'd be interesting to kind of go back and try and do it more campaign style, mm-hmm. where your heroes actually kind of develop and level up.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, I I really liked it a lot and it was fun. I mean, I love Hero of Realms in general, but I thought the campaign mode was fun to work together. Yeah, so I I
2: played it with Larry and Matt and I um that's right up my alley. I'm a big cooperative kind of campaign type, you know, player. Um, I haven't played Star Realms, so I don't know how to compare. Really? Yeah, I, like Star I never Realms. did. You've never played? So, I've only played Hero Realms and I love it. I think it's great. So, I'd be interested if I'm almost too precious makes, to Hero Realms that I wouldn't it love It makes Star so Realms. much more sense. In Star I Realms? Think Star Realms makes total sense. Yeah,
3: but
0: it's,
2: it's, shooting, it's just it's just not shooting each just other. Can't
3: connect,
0: you yeah. can't connect to yeah. anything in Star Realms. I connect it's like to, here's a spaceship, here's another blob ship. Like do any of the blob ships look any different than any of the other ones? They yeah, all the seem to
1: me. They do. But can you be they like, eh. <laughs> oh, right?
0: Versus like <laughs> you your realms like I, blob Here like is another like blob. Thraxon I am, like I am not here for your
1: anti-blob agenda. <laughs> oh I, I, my gosh.
0: How dare you! Man. I every mean, blob looks I like another blob. blob. <laughs> you know, I,
1: maybe you know. Actually, here's an interesting thing. Maybe one of the reasons why I have more of an attachment to Star Realms is because I started playing that game on the iOS app.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's an app for I do love good apps.
1: there's a good. It's a really great free app. Okay, um, and at least all out. the
3: expansions for it are out now too on the app. Yeah, and like I knew there's actually just a sale on it. They, they
1: don't, don't have, have a Hero Realms app. They do not have. It's because it's not as good of a game. It's, it's because it's literally, literally the same game. game <laughs> the Gauntlet was it's thrown. It's
2: literally the same <laughs> game
0: with a better theme and B far better graphic design. Actually, and actually
3: more versatility was, because they had and co-op. C, the text is really tiny. You can't
0: read.
1: I was gonna say. I was gonna say there wasn't a. issue, in all honesty. The one issue that I that really might, that's that I remember from that game was that it was it was hard for me to read what was on those cards, and that actually got in the way. I was like, I spent a lot of time being like, wait, Star what, Realms that? or Hero Realms? Hero Realms. Yeah, they did make the text too tiny. It was too tiny, which is unfortunate. Um, but, but I was gonna say though, because Fine. since I played that app so much, I played it a lot. And, like, when you, like, attack a ship, it goes pew, and there's an explosion. It's actually, like, well, immersive. Well, do and maybe that, we play, then I'll
3: do that every time you play When you attack a, uh, a skeleton, I'll go. Oh, that could help.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but actually, I, do, I wouldn't be surprised if actually some of that experience I then take from the app and then just project onto the game. So maybe that's why it feels more thematic to me because I, I can hear the app firing off.
3: The other thing that I played, which isn't really live, I played it online. Uh, it's not yet out, so I don't know if this is going to count. But I enjoyed it. It Was called Dice Throne, which is another dice game. Mm-hmm. I think it's dice mm-hmm. Throne. Uh, where you're playing a hero and you're rolling dice, Yahtzee style, and they trigger powers, and then you like attack everybody around the table. And it was like just a like simple kind of so it's like arena a, combat, a with, Combat like with Yahtzee
0: yeah. type thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was fun. And then, you you know, you draw cards that kind of have powers and you spend the energy. So it's like a that's mashup fun. between Yahtzee and kind of King of Tokyo, which and already a, is kind of...
2: physical game will be King, King of Tokyo, Tokyo yes, is basically yes, yes. like Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is fun. Exactly. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's kind of hard to beat that push your luck element of Yahtzee. I mean, it's, yeah. so, it's so classic, and when it gets put into games and, and is done well, it's, it's really fun. I but. love dice
0: games where I can roll a lot of dice. Yeah. I think oh, that's, yes. that's oh, definitely yeah. the big thing. If Las I can roll Vegas. like five dice... Oh, Las Vegas. Ah. Well,
1: well, welcome to Centerville, you actually have six chunky dice. Dice. Yeah, they're and nice. chunky. And you already rolled dice. them. I mean, Kevin nearly took out
2: that city I, like five okay. times. He
1: was like rolling. they be like rolling across I have knocking learned, over.
2: I am not good at rolling dice, which I know. But worse, on a glass table... Not for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm very dangerous. No, should never roll dice on a glass no, table. No, sound- oh. It was bouncing and clattering. I was like everywhere. No, but see, here's the thing. So Ben and his friend Matt, like they were fine. Like they could roll. Well, because you could roll contained. Cup yeah. They were very good. Me all over the place, knocking things off the board. So you had falling a cup off or, or something it. to roll on. No, we just use. I'd roll and just go like this. Oh, you, you cup your hands. Then you're the not rolling. Then and you're just
0: setting them down on the table. No, so no, there like, was, there was bounce a tumble. A little
2: bit. There was definitely a <laughs> clatter but and a to roll. Matt's point, like when I want to play a slide. dice game, I want to play a dice. I game. get it. Yes, I get it. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, that was that was definitely fun. You know, I
1: played another game recently called Import Export. Have you guys heard of the, uh, heard about this game? No. no. Okay. It sounds like <laughs> the type of game <laughs> you yes, love. And? No, <laughs> it's, um,
3: it's not the. It's not similar to um, Glory to Rome, right? It is similar. Ooh, yeah, and I, love, have, I, I have think Roman. you
1: would like it. Well, I don't know because *Glory to Rome* it's, is your favorite of all but, time. But
3: import export that theme
1: sounds so dry to me. I I well, yeah, don't I enjoy say. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me it's like it's to me it's actually as are dry there as like ancient Rome. You know, like it's 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 oh, ancient Rome. If you guys could have seen Larry's look. <laughs> um, no, I mean obviously ancient Rome is wonderful, but what I, are we I importing think importing and exporting tons of stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, so
1: in all honesty... <laughs> Did you um, play
3: this before or after Panamax? Because I feel like those two good games go should should together. They do go well together.
1: I played after. So I, I got it, you know, because I've played to uh, Rome with you a few times and I, I've enjoyed it. Um, I didn't, like, love it, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. I also feel like it's one of those games the more you play it, the more it, like, reveals itself. But I saw a run-through, Rado's run-through of uh, import-export I thought, this looks really fascinating. It basically takes, the game takes the core sort of architecture of, of Glory to Rome and then add some interesting things to it. I won't get into all of it, but it's essentially the same rules, With, but like you, you're loading stuff onto boats and sending them out, and when the boats go out to sea, people can take stuff off the boats and put them... It's a whole thing. It was really fun. I actually really enjoyed it a lot, and um, I think for people who can't get Glory to Rome, I think it's a really great substitute <laughs> i'll be the judge of
3: that i know well i think i so mean you know, me nothing will replace glory to rome, rome. But i think you might
1: enjoy it as a as uh, a glory to rome-esque right. I'll, experience i'll play
3: it and then i'll let you know whether i think this is comparable to glory to rome i know i know it's it's tough
1: but um uh, uh but i i almost brought it today but i was like no no let's let's be let's we have an agenda we have an agenda let's we have an agenda uh let's get to our main
0: agenda today which is ex libris So um, this is a new game by Renegade Games, uh, designed by Adam McIver. Uh, It's a lightweight set collection game and worker placement game. You're building your libraries full of books, trying to become the grand librarian. Uh, And each round, you are basically placing your assistants on these different tiles on the board, which change uh, different locations, which change round to round. Uh, And you're drawing new books, and then you're placing your books in your library. But the challenge of the game is that your whole library has to be in alphabetical order when the game ends. Uh, and so otherwise you lose books entirely, and you're trying to score in lots of different ways. Uh, there's six different categories of books, which are different colors, and you're trying to score certain color that you like, and then you want to score all, all sets of every color, and then there's restricted books, which you don't want to score. So lots of different ways to score. Uh, kind of quick game, but I, I think it's really fun. Let's talk about it. All
2: right. Yeah. So I will just say this in advance. Um Spelling was never my strong point in school. Always mm. my worst uh, thing. I have the slightest bit of dyslexia, where I can like stare at like letters and they don't make sense to me for a moment. Yes. Um, so this could be a very scary game for me. Mm-hmm. Yet I found it delightful. Oh yes. I think it's okay, even well, first of it's all it's all about letters. It's cute. Let's talk about that. First. Yeah. Let's look so at let's it. talk about the coconut.
0: It's true,
3: and the cuteness for me is what makes up for what. On surface level, is a very bland theme. Like, oh, I'm collecting, books. I'm collecting well, no, I'm like books and putting li- them in a library. Oh my but god, I love now, that. Theme. I'm a goblin
1: collecting books. <laughs> Wait a s- I'm a
3: gelatinous cube collecting books. That I'm all. Wait about. a second.
1: He shaded me for the exciting world of importing and exporting, and yet the theme of putting something in the library he loves. See, we can all like our mundane things.
2: But I have to say, um, from my point of view, it is like looking at the art and the presentation of the box and all, it does create a fantasy, because there is a fantasy theme that goes through to this that makes it so much more magical feeling than just yeah. I'm going to take a yes. degree in library science. These are science. not ordinary
0: books. These are, you know, wizards that went wrong and the Wichelin guide. Like, and yeah.
3: that's what makes it fun. If it was, you know, uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica,
1: you know, mm-hmm. it's not quite yes. as interesting. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it makes it fun. Fun. but I would say that meaning that like the, that the, the components make it fun but I will say the components are the strongest aspect of the game in my book. No pun intended um, because basically what you have here is you have these cards and all, the, every card has a few books on them and what's wonderful is the books are all unique they all have their own they have their own names like 200 pages to start fires with or turpitude for rude dudes. They're all kind of funny, and the fact that they took the time to write. Oh my god! Cover. I just read
2: this one: "When Dracula Attacula's."
1: <laughs> Things like that, nectars for protectors, the never starting story. Now that's funny. The never starting story. That's very. A funny. Lot,
0: that's what I... my favorite ones are. The ones that are sort of riffs on existing. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's like novel very titles.
3: Centipedia Bugatanica. That's that's. There you so go. They you do. one. Apparently,
1: but what's great is these. You know, these cards on their own, they're very clever. But you know, in the in the game, you know, later on when we talk about the gameplay, you know, we have to create these tableaus. And as the cards sit next to each other, they look like actual bookshelves. Yes. And I even am. when they're turned over on the other side, they're blank. It looks like a blank bookshelf. And I I love when games do that. When when the tableau that you are creating
2: is actually creating an image of what it's supposed to be. Yes. yes. So Ben I agree a hundred percent on that and I would just plus it up even more in saying for me like the artwork that's used in the box cover, the you know the instruction booklet all that that is the right kind of cartooniness for me yeah. for the feeling mm-hmm. of this with the whimsy that's kind of in the book titles and yeah. so the amount of effort put into all of these titles and this artwork like it's yeah. a plus plus for me yeah
0: it feels like one cohesive world and it's it's exciting well Absolutely. all this is
3: communicating to me too that this is a kind of a, a light to medium weight game that's family friendly kid friendly yes. you, you can you this is a game that you would have no problem i think convincing your parents your cousins whatever to play with you
1: yeah. Yes, I think, though, there would be one hiccup, and I think that the big hiccup would be these location tiles. Yes. For two reasons. One, the, the in terms of components, since we're still sort of talking about components, mm-hmm. I would say the biggest problem this game has is these the description on these tiles some of them are borderline illegible. They're unreadable. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Unreadable Shocking. because of like the language or unreadable because of the font size. It's actually the, almost, a little bit of both. A little bit both. Yeah. Some I mean, of them are very convoluted in their language. I think the biggest offense
0: is just the 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 location cards. They actually they, the art is great. Yes. It's beautiful. The, the, the graphic, graphic is design is great, except for just the location abilities are tiny little itty bitty text. It's like no background. Yeah. It's like slight drop shadow on the text. Like looking across it's, the room, I can't. You, you could, if you didn't know that there was text on the you tile, you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know, um, and you have to look really close. And a lot of the a lot of the location abilities are actually quite complicated. They are, um,
1: and that's why you see there's a block of very hard to read text. And honestly, it almost seems like they, they were a little bit too in
2: love with their art that they didn't want to get mm-hmm. in the way of the art, which is yes. I'm a little in love with their art, so I understand The art's it, nice. But they did need something other than a drop shadow behind that text to yeah. make it readable. Yeah. And it's larger size and we're simplified rules or some students. iconography. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of iconography would have been really nice. Yes. It's kind of hilarious because people often complain about too much they, iconography, but this one needed need under I don't know. I
3: think these locations are too complicated for, for iconography. But I think what happens yeah. with them is that they're too complicated
0: even with the text. Where we would, we were referencing the rule book. For several different locations to read what they actually did, the more complete description. So I feel like iconography would be better because the idea it seems almost since the text is so hard to read is to that the idea is this. that you sort of just remember what the locations right. do after a while mm-hmm. and you get used to them. So I feel like iconography would
1: have actually helped there. Like maybe even some basic things like an icon for shelving versus mm-hmm. an icon for take the cards. That way you can look at the board at the at the what's out there and be like, okay, I can shelve yeah. if I go there, etc. And that's why I say it's a little bit of a hiccup when the game looks inviting. For like all ages, mm-hmm. but the truth is, these locations yeah. could actually really be a
0: roadblock for. But I think aside people. aside from that one thing, I feel like everything else about this game is like yeah. beautiful and well done. Yeah. I really like the icons for the six different types of books. Yeah, uh, the way the, the icons are really pretty. They're color coded. Uh, all the books are color coded, and each type
3: of book has a different style. Yeah, uh, it all works really well. What I like about the locations is unlike other kind of uh, games that have locations that are fairly generic these, for me, are all very interesting. I didn't find mm. a location that wasn't fun or interesting or present opportunities to be used in clever, interesting ways during the game. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I find games kind of get in the habit of, well, okay, well, it's, it's give one up, take one back, and that's they're all very generic. These, yeah. I did not feel that way. I
2: agree, Larry, that these... These locations came out and they added to the storytelling for me. Mm -hmm. Even things like, you know, Trash Heap or whatever the one was, or this book swap. Like, they have names that made you feel like some action is going on there. And then the action, while maybe a little too elaborate, I think was so, so that it kept it really unique and fun. But actually,
1: you said a key word, which, uh, storytelling. And something that I find is odd about this game is that, yes, the actions on the locations match... What the location supposed to be, like we had that yard sale one where mm-hmm. when I t- when I went there I put like all my cards for sale and you guys could take it then I'd get stuff back, so yeah that's like a yard sale, but considering that we had. You know, you had a ghost, and I had a robot, and you had a, you had a whatever you had. It was a goblin. A go- it wasn't I, a, what I, a what I, I whatever. Whatever. I remember, and he was stealing I everything from out. us. But, you know, we're was going, a we was sticky We have these, we have these people going to these locations, and we we never, as a table, started telling the stories of our guys going to these locations. Yes. You know, which is not a terrible. I don't did nice you feel
3: to think that of? your pocket was being picked every time that I went to a location with you? That is definitely you? true. I, I, I was I, stealing from you all left and right.
1: I'm, well, I mean, yes, I felt like my pocket was being picked, but I'm just saying, like, oh, I, there was never a moment where it was like, oh, hey, I'm just going to go to the gambling den, because, you know, I'm such a gambler. You know, when you play Istanbul, which is a game that has lots of locations... You start to tell that story a little, a mm, little bit. Like, I, I felt I that with this game, I, I like with the gambling there. hall. Oh, really? When I
0: went to yeah. the gambling hall, I'm like, all right, we're you know, we're rolling to see what I get. You yeah. know, and I took the and, risk and, and I lost yeah, big yeah. time.
1: Larry went and he little, he lost out, and I no, got, I'm saying I, little, I,
0: honestly, I probably won the game because of when you oh, went to yeah. the gambling hall, It's possible.
1: <laughs> well, um, i the individual <laughs> locations are thematic, and and it feels like you're doing what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. There, I'm just saying some games when you send people across the board, you start to tell a story about like. Your assistants and mm. what they like to do and how how they're doing Between it and why they're why they're finding mean. their
2: books. Yeah, that's and fair. It didn't. I, so, but I surprised. think then this game has that ability. Yeah. I think when the four of us played, that's not what. Was happening because there was, I don't want to say a competitive nature, <laughs> yeah. but there was definitely a sense of like, I'm working here. I'm doing my thing in my bookshelf. Yeah. And we didn't take time to read all the fun titles like we are now. There was yeah. some of that, like the, the idea of this being more of a family game when you had other people who you wanted to enjoy that with. I think mm-hmm. you could. Yeah. I think there might yeah. be a slight barrier of it gets a little complex about the balance of your books, which is yeah. part of the fun of the game from a for a gamer. Mm-hmm. But I think could be a little bit of a barrier when you might have a group of people who want to tell a story. Yeah. I think
3: you hit it on the nose because I don't think our group here is a let's tell a story while we play. No. I don't know. We're we are very much it. we're very much a competitive. Oh, your power's broken. You're doing too well. <laughs> well, kinda. that's that's. Who would ever Matt's, say that? That's Matt. I don't know. That's Matt. Matt, who would say that?
1: No, I, I don't know. I feel like we've I feel like we've we've played games a lot over the past year and a half, two years or so, and and beyond. Before you guys known each other a little bit longer than I have, but like. We've told stories as we've we played games. We have. We have. Moving on. <laughs>
0: we've played
2: stories, damn it. No,
1: but for real, though, I, I mean, it, it's not, I said, it's, I it's not a huge... I think this has potential to. We just didn't take huge, that opportunity. It's not a huge criticism of the game. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's it's sort of like... It's a fascinating sort of philosophical question, which is what, what will cause a game to tip into that area, you know? Yeah, but well, let's talk about the other parts of the game. Fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I think that's part of it, is now we're going to get into some more of the... The layers and levels to this game with yes. the powers and the locations and I think that While helps tell some story with like things you go to do it can also Put your brain like focusing on some game mechanics yes. stuff And so you don't get a chance to tell that story. So I think that's what you Before
3: we leave components though I, So t- yes. two last shout outs. one the meeples or oh, the meeple. Meeple. Oh, oh, yes. so Really are fun each Oh there's, my goodness. There's like 12 different
0: libraries you can be, different characters basically, and each character has its own meeple. Yeah. Which I mean, is it's awesome. Like it's yeah. uniquely
2: like, individually. Uniquely you know, shaped, designed. even and
0: then the my favorite is the gelatinous
3: cube, yeah, which is literally like
0: that. a plastic cube with bubbles inside it. I so really all good. that I put bubbles in there, Yes. It's like it could have, they didn't have but to.
3: But what totally seals the deal for me is the dry oh, oh, yes. erase oh, official library section form so nice. that is used to keep score either Multiplayer or solo play. Yeah. Why?
2: Why? Why does not every game come with a, a race board scoring? So I mean, good. it's so perfect. It's, it's so expensive. expensive. It maybe, but it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> but it's worth it. this game. Yeah, this game feels is like all the components there was love put into it. Even yes. the, the yeah, locations absolutely. have a thick cardboardness mm-hmm. to them that they didn't necessarily need to do. Yeah, like, yeah, the, it's, the cards are nice. Are nice.
3: My dry erase pen did dry out after, like, one play. Right, so. yes. They had to give in somewhere. That, board that could have been just me. Maybe I didn't store it right or something. I don't know. Cool Needs race. to be
0: at
1: between 70 and 72 degrees. <laughs> um, I don't <laughs> know. I think a dry erase pen should last more than one game.
2: Just saying. They yes. get credit for that board. That's I great. don't The board care. is great.
1: The board, the dry board erase, erase pens are a dime a dozen. Yeah, the board makes up. The board is, is great because especially... You know, when you're doing that final scoring, it's like you were ju- you were truly judging people's bookcases. Mm-hmm. It's not just that you're scoring them; you're judging them, mm-hmm. which is great. It's great. We, Love judging things. And the
3: nice thing is, if you do repeat plays, because the last person was who won was the official librarian or the head librarian, mm-hmm. then they could be the one to kind of take the score. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that idea.
0: That's cute. Yeah. Uh, so fun. But so moving on to the gameplay, uh, yeah. I think this game has a lot going for it. I think. What I really liked about it was the locations and the fact that they change every round I thought was really cool. There's 18 Mm -hmm. different locations in the game. Uh, You have four out for four players. You have four out uh, each round, and then the lowest numbered one stays for the next... for the rest of the game. Uh, And I thought the locations are all very different and the gameplay changes a lot depending on which locations come out each round. And I thought that was really really great for replayability and just a fun element of the game trying to figure out which locations you want to use each round. This
3: is not a purely strategic game. I mean, there's luck involved. Luck in terms of card draw, luck in terms of, you know, okay, I'm going to take a risk and put this here and hope that I get something else and either I'm lucky I do and lucky I don't. Mm -hmm. But... There is still, for me, a sufficient amount of strategy and planning and tactics that that go into the game, and I, I found that you all got so fixated on the new locations that were coming out mm-hmm. that you sometimes forgot about the stuff that yeah. was already out there, yes. which yeah. were incredibly helpful still and yeah. very valuable. And I, you know, wanted to kind of go back to uh, over and over again.
1: Well, you only have like, you only have two assistants and then your special guy, and so it's like, in players. Well, with, with four players, yes, and mm-hmm. so you can't, like, there are all these locations that come out, but you really can't use all of them, and so, you know, you sort of get torn in that way, although, just as a, a footnote to the storytelling thing, maybe one of the reasons why it doesn't engender so much storytelling is because the locations wipe pretty much, 75% of them wipe right. every round, and I think maybe the places, if, if they were, like, permanent, then you would start to get a sense of place amongst mm-hmm. this town that we, we have here, so that's just, like, a little footnote. I don't have a problem with that. We got it. Yeah. No, but you know, I, you know it's, it's just in terms of looking at game design, it's interesting how things like that can affect other aspects of the game. But I really, um,
0: I really like the way this game is designed because of all the ways everything interconnects. So my favorite part is the six different categories and how they relate to the scoring in the game. I thought it was super clever. You basically have these six types of books, uh, and at the beginning of the game, you shuffle them up and you deal them out. Each player gets a type of book, which they are trying to score. They score bonus points for every book they have of that type. And then you get a type of book that everybody wants. uh, And whoever has the most gets bonus points, second most, and third. And then you have a restricted book that nobody wants. Uh, And I thought that was really clever because there's six types. You use
2: all six types. They all mean something, but they mean different things, each type, each game. And for our listeners who haven't seen this game yet, although you should take a look at it, Um, each card features numerous books on it. So it could have any mix of those categories. Mm -hmm. And so that adds to the whole play as like, oh, it could have my book I need, but it also has that banned book on it as well. And how much of that is worth the risk.
0: And that's what I like is this balance, trying to balance all these factors against each other. You have the alphabetizing of your books. So you might want a certain set of books because they're gonna fit correctly in your bookcase versus the different categories that you wanna score. And do I wanna score more of my category or do I wanna score a broad variety because you also get a bonus for having a variety of categories. So there's all sorts of different things to pay attention to. Well,
3: there's even locations that allows you to move or rearrange your bookcase. Mm-hmm. So even if you placed out of order, you still have the opportunity later to fix it before it would penalize you at the end of the game. Because we were looking if at If that location
2: those, comes out. Exactly, which is what's also kind of fun and exciting mm-hmm. about the replayability of this game. is like, that could have been that game where somebody won because they were able to redo it. Yeah. Maybe the next game that doesn't come out, and then everybody has to make their choices right the first time. Time and I kind of think that's fun and exciting and that's yeah. before we, we haven't even talked about the special character powers Really, which mm-hmm. I think are add a whole
0: other element to the game. Uh, they're optional. They're not required Larry's was definitely way overpowered
3: until he lost. <laughs> until I lost <laughs> To Matt who was complaining the whole game that he was overpowered yeah. I mean, let's—I I don't think they're overpowered. I think some are better than others, but I yes, don't know yeah. that one is any overpowered and I think that's mitigated by the way that uh, character selection is handled as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you do it in uh, reverse uh, turn order and you pick a character to keep and then you pick a character to kind of get rid of. And you have uh, the, the, the two times the number of players mm-hmm. in, in a drafting pool. That's interesting to me because there's strategy involved even in that level of the selection.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not going to be something for like newer players, but for experienced players, I think that that element, the like, drafting the character powers, and I've never seen this in a game where you pick one and then get rid of one, which actually... Yeah. I've I really like seen, it. Yeah, I've never
2: seen that, and yet I found that to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. It can be mean in a way, because, you know, obviously somebody's intent is sometimes to get rid of another good character. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. But that's so, so interesting is to see that extra bit of strategy. And,
3: th- and I can see interesting variations on that as well. Like, okay, you maybe do in turn order the elimination, but then in reverse turn order the picking. I mean, there's yeah, You can so, play with it a couple
2: different ways. I like yeah, that. so yeah. many different ways, yeah. I
3: think, to kind of maybe affect the balance level. So it's interesting to me. Well
2: I like it because it
0: actually, it ensures that different players actually have different sort of quality levels of how good their characters are, right? Right. Because it's not, you know, if we happen to deal out in other games, you know, you deal out the same or one more than the number of players. If you happen to deal out all good ones, then it isn't really much of an advantage or disadvantage being first or last. Right. Whereas if the difference between the best one and the worst one is really huge, then it can make a big difference. But I like in this game, it's sort of controlled, you know, because
1: of that elimination.
3: Because turn order can change in this game, is it that big of an advantage going first the first yeah, round? I That's a big question. question.
1: This was uh, twice in a row where I was first player, and I got the witch the first time, mm-hmm. which was not the best. I mean, ideally, an ar- a very strong argument could be made that I did not optimize her powers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you barely used her. Um,
1: I used the robot. I feel like I actually did pretty well with the robot this time. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it did feel like you guys had some... Stronger powers than I did. I mean, I came in third. I think I feel like I did a respectable. I had a respectable showing with my library. Um, but yeah, the powers thing. I don't know. The jury's still out for me on on that. And I do feel like it's a little cumbersome having like choosing from eight and whittling down mm-hmm. all the way down to two with the first player. It's a, a bit of reading. I
3: mean, the flip side can can be said as well. I mean, not to pick on Kevin, but he picked second the character power, and he came in last. And and and. and substantially last i mean yeah it was, i mean he was really oh, really no, very,
1: last. very no, last. it was like, <laughs> like it was like left you last yeah like like lat,
2: Aggressively laugh. Aggressively laugh. If I had to say that, it was
1: like you'd never played a board game before.
2: Well, bought. true. I, think I was <laughs> distracted by the pretty colors. Yeah. I actually so think the, what happened with Kevin is an interesting
0: thing towards the balance of this game is that Kevin had a million books in his hand. Yes. Yeah. and I think that's another element of balance, which is balancing the number of books you're drawing versus the number of books you're
3: placing in your. You book do shop. not want books in your hand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I rock, or you want only one or two because Maybe? books in your hand don't do you anything. Right. If anything, they're
1: more like currency for when you have to, use, to go to mm-hmm. a location where you can swap out. But at the same time, you can't like, you sort of need them because you need to know if, as you plan out your bookshelf because it has to be in alphabetical yes. order, Ugh. you sort of need to know what you're going to be working with. And I got all my letters were like D1, D3, D4. And I was like, okay, well... That's great. <laughs> I, yeah, but I, if I need to go into other rows, I need to start drawing so I know what letters I can be going with. Um, but I mean, that being said, I, I feel like the... The gameplay is very elegant, mm-hmm. um, although maybe with the locations coming and there, some of the locations are really convoluted, it sort of undermines the elegance of the game's puzzle. Yeah, but it's just sort of like fussy business to how to get your cards from the deck onto your tableau. and i I did find that when you had cards, when you have cards in your hand, it's really hard to get them out onto the onto the the tableau. It's like it's easy to go to a place where you just draw on shelve, draw on shelve. More efficient. Mm-hmm. More efficient, yeah. And I, I kinda feel like but maybe there are locations we didn't see that where you can take stuff I in think
3: hand. as well, it depends on the meta, right? I think with 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 the character that I had, with the pickpocketing character, which allowed yes. me to immediately draw <laughs> and shelve, there was a lot of pressure on the three of you to shelve to keep up with me. Right. Whereas if you played a different kind of meta where characters mm-hmm. are more about taking the cards in their hands. Yeah, hand that's true. That's a very, And have good point. a slower kind of build yeah. where you can kind of get the, the 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 lettering bound better and the 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 structure down better. Right. It would be a very different game.
1: And yeah. observant players will will ideally find that balance right because Larry had such a huge tableau going. Like it was the first round and he, he triggered down. the end game and <laughs> I literally had four Kevin had three, I had four cards down. And then we had to sort of scramble and we were all running for this one location, the draft house. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if it weren't for that, I mean, like, my, my thing exploded from four cards to, like, 15 cards, you know? Um, that's and that's because it was reacting the to The locations think a big difference. But I think that
3: happened as well, though. The... the, the other game we played where Matt was mm-hmm. the first one to trigger it. Yeah. He was way, way ahead in the leading number of the books, and then the next round, the we three all of went us draft house again. slammed them all. Was it the draft house? Yeah. that did it? it Yes, was. the draft
0: house is a really interesting location. I mean, any location that lets you uh, shelve multiple books is potentially very powerful. So I think what's in what's I, I like. I personally like that tension of like if you get end up with cards in your hand, mostly the only way to get rid of them is to go to your home mm-hmm. board action. You can always do which
1: is just shelve a card. You know, yeah. uh,
0: and I, I, thought, I thought that was fine.
1: You know, the one, the one thing when, when you have a sort of game where the, the locations are constantly changing and di- not even not dynamic, but like you, whatever your draw is of with locations is what you're going to get for the round. Um, it's interesting because you could get some that play off really well with each other and create some really interesting decisions, but you could also get some where you're like, I don't know, I guess I'll go there to get a card. You know, like mm-hmm. a game where the, where the locations are set, like a bit of culture where they're set and like, ooh, ooh, I have to make some... They, they, they've established the things that you can mm-hmm. do and forced you into really tough decisions. That gets me going a little bit more. And, you know, the weird thing with this game is as elegant and as, as sort of like clever as this puzzle is, it doesn't really excite me in a weird way. It doesn't get my gears going. It's sort of like, okay, I got a card. Mm-hmm. How can I... Get this, more cards. This game may be too light for you, though, Ben. I yeah. mean, that may be the
3: problem. Because Viticulture, I feel, because yeah. of that, it's a
1: heavier game. I do like a heavy game. But, you know, we were just talking about Welcome to
2: Centerville. That wasn't very
1: heavy. No. Well, so was- i got to
2: tell you, this reminds me a little bit of that with the balance. The, the overall thing for both this game and Welcome to Centerville is the idea of really having to balance. I'm a hoarder. Mm-hmm. I love to hoard things. So I wanted to try and see if I had all these cards in my hand that I could really plan out my thing. Mm-hmm. The game, because of other you know, either characters or situations didn't allow it to be a long game. And so that was the wrong choice because I wasn't thinking of balance. There's also the idea of balance of the books you put down. If you put all one color, that doesn't help you because some of the scoring revolves around having a Mm, balance of books. Which reminds me of Centerville where you needed to have balance both your money yeah. and your prestige. But maybe, Larry, you're right. Maybe it was too light for me. And I like
1: to think that I'm, like, cool with a game that's eh. this light. maybe not. Maybe i am Whenever, whenever
0: I go to Ben's, he's like, oh, we'll just play a light one. And then he pulls out. He's like, here's a few options. And they're all two hours. <laughs> Concordia. That's Ben's well, idea of a light Matt, game. who
1: one time, it was 10.30 p.m., he was, I mean, he, was, he, was like, he was like, no, that's going to take too long, too long. He's like how about Terraforming Mars? I was like, it's 10.30 p.m. And we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's just... Terraforming, terraforming Mars. Mars
0: is just yeah. always yes. acceptable at yeah, any that time. Yeah, that's basically always
1: acceptable. <laughs> so,
0: so, yeah, let's... I, I think the depth, to good point, is I think the depth of this game is there. I think it's not... It's, like, not the most involved game, yeah. but I do think there is, like, replayability and mm-hmm. lasting depth in the sense that trying to balance all these <laughs> factors against one another is something that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all very, pretty straightforward. Clever. I mean, there's all yeah. these different locations, but at the end of the day, what are you doing? You're drawing books, you're playing books at your shelves, you know? Yes. Uh, but I, I think the way that you have to balance all these factors is, to
2: me, what gets me excited, and, and I would definitely play this game many times. Yeah. Yeah, i got to say, I agree with Matt, playing this multiple times is something that would excite me about the game not be a bore, you know what I mean? I find like, oh, I wonder if I try this strategy. Like the whole reason why I so aggressively lost is because I was like, let me try something very different from the other time that I played. Mm -hmm. So I went and tried to build a base to my bookshelf, I was holding Mm -hmm. on to cards to see what I could do, all this other stuff to see what would happen. Not the thing to do. Yeah. Other not no. No, I'm not doing <laughs> it that. It
1: is, you know, we didn't really talk about, it, but it, what is fascinating about this game is that when you're building your tableau, there is an actual spatial element to this game mm-hmm. that you really have to consider and that's that's a really neat element to it as well. That adds on to the elegance of this puzzle. You're talking about the alphabetizing? Mm-hmm. Not just the appetizer, but how the you levels, actually want to structure it, like the layers. Get, oh like, yes. Do you want to start with your middle thing, the top thing, the bottom? Do you want to be like a like a wide and my, our shelves look all radically different. Mine and was like a two by a clearly, two by seven. Clearly, you one can one. do
2: different things because the other the three of you had different mm-hmm. looking shelves for the most yeah. part. I just got I think a little too um, stuck in the idea of like I'll do just this thing and see what happens. And again that's why I think this is a beautiful game balance because I didn't consider that 100%. I was focusing on balance of books, like the types of books, mm-hmm. but not placement and getting them out of my hand. Yeah,
0: that's what's so exciting is all these different things you have to balance them all.
2: Yeah, it's really, really. So
0: nice. overall, what do people think of this game? How would they rate it and would they add it to their collection? Mm-hmm. How about you, Larry?
3: Well, it's already in my collection. <laughs> yeah. uh, as the collector, it's something that's staying in the collection. It's not something that I would think about trading away or getting rid of. I, I, I enjoy it. I like it. It's a game that I could see uh, bringing out, again, on kind of casual game nights with folks.
1: Yeah. Uh, I respect it. I admire it. I think there are a lot of, like, just academically or intellectually, a lot of really clever, smart things. I don't think I would get it. I just don't think it's, the puzzle's just not interesting enough for me. But it's but I res- I think it's very well designed, and I think for a lot of people they would really love it. Would you like it more if it had trains?
3: Oh my god, yes! <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you <laughs> had cars we had had to pick up the books and then deliver for them. Yeah, I actually really like the theme. I like the theme. I like, the like that the theme about about books in a library. You know, it's fantasy. It's like it's I I, I think it's different, and I, I really respect
2: I, I appreciate that about this game. How about you, Kevin? So yeah, unlike Ben, I was charmed uh, a lot by the game, in, in both it's you know look and the way it played and we larry and i saw it at gen con this past gen con 50 the anniversary um it was being played out there and i think we saw it being demoed and i was immediately kind of drawn to it i think i think for me a long time like what draws me first in is a look of a game and i think the look mm-hmm. really drew me in and having played it a couple times i would be interested to play it again and i would want it in my collection because i feel like to larry's point There's a couple different levels of people you could probably get to play this. It's it's more flexible than I thought. Yes. So, yeah, I
0: I don't add a lot of games to my collection, uh, mostly because I just let Larry buy them all and I play his games. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I actually liked this one a lot. The first, you know, playing it the first time, I was like, mm, you know, I like it. I want to try it more and see how I like it. Now, having played it more, I, I think I want to get this game. Uh, only downside for me is that it only plays four players. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, mm. you know, I wish it played five or six, but mm-hmm. uh, that's not a bad problem to have. But I am always looking for games that are on the lighter side, but still have... that depth and sort of I feel like I could enjoy them for a long time so I will probably get this one eventually uh, not right away because I can just play Larry's but eventually (laughs) I'll get it
3: (laughs) you're always welcome to play my games Matt
0: speaking of all of Larry's games uh, let's move on to our final topic for the day which is new games we're excited for in 2018 I don't understand this
3: transition. How, how does this have to do with all of my well, games? Well, because it's, it's going to be a list
0: of you buys. Everything I will buy, and oh. then I get to play. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. well, so why don't I'll, we
3: start with Larry? I'll, make, I'll start making a
0: list right yeah, now. It might be shorter. Which games aren't you going to buy that come out in 2018? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Is, <laughs> that's,
2: that absolutely would be a shorter list. <laughs> yes. Well, but what um, are you excited about? like? What yeah, is like, oh
3: my gosh, 2018
2: means this is coming? So
3: for me right now, my, my biggest excitement, if I had to say it was top of my list, actually probably isn't a game that's coming out, but is a Kickstarter that is coming out, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Edge of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. about it. I, you, you guys have played Mystic Veil, right? That- yes! Oh, oh, oh my god, Mystic Veil! Yeah. I love Mystic Veil! Right, it's a card crafting game system. It's by the same uh, uh, designer, and it's actually the game that he brought uh, into AEG and, and pitched them, and they said, well, this is maybe a little bit too complicated. <laughs> it's a cooperative or semi-cooperative card crafting game where you're trying mm-hmm. to defend a city from Monsters that come in and as you craft up your cards, you're making the monsters also stronger at the same time They're like the oh. back of the cards oh. and, the, and the workers that you build also go out and they kind of get can, get, get picked up by this everybody Is this so If already? No, it's not creating. yet oh. it's, it's but it will supposed, be coming on Kickstarter. As I understand it, it's supposed to be on kickstarter in I think February And hopefully, we'll then either be out at the end of the year or maybe early next year. So, Mm, please tell me when. I've seen some. some, some, I'm definitely looking forward to some plays, some demos of it. It's got a nice little dice tower or or cube tower, which it's got everything that I love. So, (laughs) uh, super excited for it. Super excited.
1: Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Ben? Well, I think the number one. Excuse me, I've yeah. got like I'm getting choked up over this talk about <laughs> new games. <laughs> think, so excited! I think the one that I'm really, really excited about is Altiplano or Altiplano. I don't know. I, I But it's basically it's the designers of Orleans. Mm-hmm. And, and It's they, a big llama, right? Yeah, big llama on the cover, which already get, uh, actually maybe an alpaca. Oh, oh.
2: oh. llama,
1: llama or, or alpaca? I don't know alpaca. which one. Alpaco. Well, it takes place. I don't and know we, the difference. Well, there's like a there's like a subtle sort of like. Sort of head difference a little bit, but um, uh, it takes place in in Peru. So, which mm-hmm. I think alpaca is more of a Peruvian. This is I, no, I don't know. I, I honestly don't <laughs> know. Let's let's more well, talk It's about a what bag builder, right? right? It's a bag builder. So basically, the designer. Oh, I love bag builder. It's a bag builder. The designer is on which is like the seminal bag builder of our time. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I've seen some run-throughs, and it kind of like takes on and it sort of it adds what looks like. A nice layer of tightness. I always felt like, I, I enjoy Orléans, but I always feel like it's a little loose, and I kind of feel like it's sort of, I <laughs> wind up doing the same things, you know? Well, yeah, there's so a, like a tight. I like it tight. I like my, I like my bag building tight. I like it <laughs> oh, tight. Oh, no. Bag Whoa. Bag, <laughs> tight bag of chips. Wow. So oh, I Just like I to, to stick your hand in there. <laughs> rummage rummage around. around. her fists. Oh, in no. Bag. oh
0: no!
3: <laughs> I'm no longer guys. looking forward. So, what is
1: Altiplano about? Just alpacas? It's not about. It's not about alpacas. No llamas. Like, <laughs> it's about llamas. Um, <laughs> no, uh, basically, it's. Um, it's like farming in Peru. It's like farming in Peru. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's the worst
3: theme. <laughs> it's but, a terrible no, theme. But no, but so
1: but what's but th- that's a new
3: take on the farming theme.
1: It is, yes. it's and it's true. It's true. It's true.
3: You get a complimentary
1: panpipe.
3: You've like various islands, right? And yeah. each island, you get so vegetables here's, to here's, put in your bag. Like that's cool about it. Here's what, I,
1: here's what I actually like about it. Is that uh, with Orlean, there's sort of, um, there's like a main, there's our main board, you know, mm-hmm. where, you, where you could do things. And with Altiplano, the the, the actions that you can, the actions, it's like they're split up into different regions. And you have a little cart. And uh, depending on where your cart is, I think, or, or something like that, wherever that's you are. all you can do. You can only do those actions. Uh So you are, so you now have to think about like, if I want to do these actions, i got to move to that location which requires certain sort of resources or whatever. So it just looks like it it takes Orlean and kind of like adds a layer of, um, of, to it, which I like. Does, yeah.
3: does turn order matter? Because in Orleans, it never matters in that. Uh, or very rarely sure. matters. I'm not sure.
1: In fact, I, I, think I've, I think I've heard that. I don't think it, it does
0: matter.
3: Because Orleans, I feel, can be very solitary. And Yes. One
0: yeah. of the things that I've never had been that big on with Orleans is that it's sort of the same every time. That's what I feel and like. And so I feel like maybe this will fix that it problem at the different locations. Although I really like the
2: cooperative Orleon. Yes. Think yes really that's really cooperative, cooperative that, gets, yeah, that When I play Orleon I prefer so, the... Have you... Have you know. Sorry.
3: T- have you added the intrigue uh, Intriguing something, intrigue and something you know. trade expansion? expansion. I haven't played any of the expansions really other than the co op one. I haven't played it either. I want to though. But
1: I heard that the the, the, the central board where you can like retire chits to uh-huh. is uh, tighter, which is which is good. Mm. Which is good, so there's still, right, still that. There's still that. And but uh, in there is like a thing where you is yeah. it the same
0: mechanic? Because one thing one thing that I always thought was weird with Bag build, well, Orlean's is the only bag builder I've played. But the concept behind it, I thought it was like, let's take deck building and make bag building, right? Yeah. But it's not the same because in a deck builder, you go through your whole deck then you reshuffle. But in early on, you put all your stuff back, back every time. Do you this go, through your, da- do you go, you go through, through your whole your bag? Do you go through your entire bag? Yay! That's like you the number through, one most so important once thing. Once you do your
1: actions, your chits clear off and they so go into exactly. what you have. Like, you have like yes. a little wagon. Now it's a real bag builder. Yeah, your, your chits go into the wagon. And so you work through your whole bag before yes. they refill. Oh my God, that's so happy is actually great. Yeah.
3: A game called Hyperborea something like that, which I think was a bag builder before Orlon. And it had a similar thing. But I think if you went through your bag you've got a penalty uh, like cube that went in that if you drew it, something bad uh, would happen to the you. the more
0: often you go through. Yeah, so you uh, don't actually I mean, want to cycle There's through. There's something bag. else I've played before that was yeah. like that. Well, the Book was... of Madness does that, right? Where you oh, get more it? crazy and yes. crazy yes. as yes. the game goes on. Yes. Yeah. I, just,
1: yeah. I, I feel like Altiplano, it looks like it, it sort of uh, addresses some of the issues I have with um, Oilean, which yeah. is also that what you said, that seaminess, mm-hmm. I always feel like it's yes. going up this track and getting mm-hmm. going to these towns every single time. And it just kind of feels like you... Why am doing the same thing? So I'm excited for that a lot. And then also, I think... Is that 2018 sometime?
3: 2018. Renegade Games. It's coming out soon. Renegade. Oh, it's Renegade. I love Renegade. I'm like this.
1: Um, Special Renegade episode. I'm also excited about a game called Santa Maria. Which is, which uh, by the I way, I know nothing today, about yeah.
2: it. It sounds exactly like something you should be playing. Oh yeah, well, it's the name of a city. so it's like, a over big picture over of over. like a woman on it that's oh, painted in all this. No no so no, that's, that's oh, no. Maria. The, I already something. have.
1: I have Maria. This is Santa Maria. <laughs> Do you, you also gonna, just have Santa?
3: It's the same picture of a woman. She's just got She's a halo. A halo over this time, I want to get all
1: the games that have Maria in the title. But this one, I saw a run through online on Rado, and it's it's like one of these Tetris kind of games, you know where you're like putting pieces together but like as you it's like, like di- it's dice rolling and thing? patchworky sort of things. okay who's the designer dude in patchwork um the people who designed oh i'm blanking um some some significant games but i can't remember that it's names. not ua so. it's not
0: no so but the 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 tetris thing is catching on now it's catching on <laughs> um
1: but it's like this it's like you have a board and you put the tetris pieces on it the pieces have like resources on them and then there are like rows and columns and then there's a dice pool and if you like pull the number two die, you can activate column number two. And well, so if that your that is sufficiently abstract for this Ben This be sounds <laughs>
3: amazing to me. <laughs> it's, it's rows and <laughs> columns. rows and columns. like spreadsheet. I can, so spreadsheet. Yep. I can totally tell soon. a story about the character that I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am living in row two. And I'm, I'm so excited two. to go to
3: row three. I'm getting my
1: diamond. <laughs> And it's all in pursuit of colonizing. So on top of that, whatever theme that is there is problematic. But oh. mechanically, I you know, here's the thing, by the way, Ben.
0: <laughs> listen, Ben's idea of theme and story is
1: so interesting. Well, my, my feeling is this. I don't need storytelling necessarily, but if there's an opportunity for it to be there. When it's a he doesn't need it. When it's a light game, well, he
3: needs a story to keep himself entertained. A little bit. I mean, but here's the thing.
1: If there's an, if, if I see a missed opportunity, I'm gonna point it out. You know. So if there was no missed opportunity, if it was just like this is just like pieces. Games too lose for you. Listen, I like a tight, themeless game. <laughs> so pieces. Santa Maria, when do we expect Santa Maria? So it's coming out soon. I just pre-ordered it on Cool Stuff, and I also added to my pre-order the expansion
2: for Not Alone. That. <gasps> oh my gosh. Just hearing about that I love is that what game. I'm super excited for because I'm obsessed with that game. And I did not know there was an expansion Well, guess combat. what?
1: You're not alone. I don't even oh, like, have... I'm so sad, because yeah, I don't even have the
2: base game what?
1: anymore. What? what? How did you... You <laughs> were, like, when all obsessed about this game. Yes,
0: huh? but then uh, it got thrown away by the housekeeper. Wait, Wait. how <laughs> did you... This uh, is, like, the most uh, absurd story uh, of my holiday. So I went to a holiday just party. happened? This was a couple weeks ago. Um, I went to a sort of an early-ish holiday party. Uh, and, you know, it was like, they said, oh, it's going to be game, you know, come and we're going to do games and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I'll bring I'm not alone. That's a fun game. Play seven players. Easy to learn. Fun. Love it. Probably favorite game of the year. It's a great game. Uh, so I brought it and I, like, unpacked my bag and unpacked my food. Well, it's not really, like, a board game party. It's just, like... A weeho like everybody's oh. chatting it up, bunch of gay guys talking, you know, yeah. you know, whatever, drinking this, and, and so on. That. You know, there was like the here's what here's what the gaming consisted of, misled. Which, you know, to be fair, Jab who organized it, love him, he's great, um, but it's like a little bit more on the lighter gaming side. So our gaming was actually Brits. this kind of fun game that I hadn't played before. Um, Sorry, fun in the sense that it was like a cute fun thing to do at a party. Um, it was basically rock, paper, scissors is like the winner. Whoa. No, no, <laughs> hold on. That hold was on. fun for you. Get ready. Rock,
3: paper, Matthew. And then they got a little, you know, know metal wheel giving, and a stick and rolled was, it down the street. He was giving away <laughs> it was away a prize. rope that yes. you would periodically jump to, and it was
0: the How best did you feel thing about ever. He was I mean, giving why away prizes. A rock at a okay.
1: anyway. <laughs> he was
0: giving away prizes, and he was doing rock, paper, scissors one versus all, which is him versus everybody. And we just everybody's in the party is playing all together. Until you eliminated enough people one, yes, He's a
2: magician. Yes, I know. So that's probably, he probably had you guys set up
0: for this. So. But anyway, he was giving out prizes. That was what the gaming was. I was like, okay, this is fine. Uh, but anyway, eventually I go to leave the party and I'm gathering all my stuff from all over the room. I accidentally forget not alone because I had taken <gasps> it out of my bag, right? And so I get home, and as soon as I'm home, I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. I forgot it. So um, I message uh, Jeb, hey, just so you know, I left my game. Can you make sure to grab it? Um, three hours later, you know, I find out in the morning. Three hours later, he, like, messages me back, like, oh, oh, I guess that game was yours. You know, I didn't see it. You know, um, I'll have the guys, because the, the party was in, the, like, the lounge the of our apartment building. Um, and he's like, oh, I'll have, I'll have the guys, you know, who live in the building go check to, you know, to, to get the game, right? Well, they hear back. Oh, they check with the
3: security guard. Uh, The security guard said he saw the maid throw it down the garbage chute. See, so that's what Jeb said. It's so funny. I got got an invitation to play Not Alone with (laughs) Jeb in two days. So, but well, why would
1: the cleaning lady, oh lady God. throw not alone down the garbage chute? I don't know. So so why, so why does the security guard game.
3: specifically? Re- oh no, I saw her <laughs> throw
1: this down the security. Yeah, I think there's much more.
3: But I'm just than like, what we are think.
0: you kidding me? So so it's,
3: this this here. brand new board game, like just like look nice new box. Mesh. She just like threw it down the garbage chute. This is what you get for leaving your things at other. This is what places. you get for going
2: to a Rochambeau party. <laughs> I think this is very telling of what your 2018 will be. Well, I, I'm going just going to use everything the down, down the
1: garbage chute. Thanks, that is a horrible. Horrible. <laughs> oh horrible. Well, that's but what he gets for treating but him. But anyway, through.
0: I was so sad and mortified. Um, Jeb was very nice. He's like, I'm, I'm going to get you a new one. So I'm mm-hmm. happy. Well, I'll look Though, like like i will just saying he must be the of the I the special promo cards. The oh, green no.
2: artifact. That oh, they were in there. Oh, that oh, that no. Cy got me from. Gen Con was
0: in there. We but that's okay. You get them in the board game store. Yeah, they're easy to get. But anyway. Disregard. I didn't even realize there was an expansion, and I'm super excited for it. So tell me, what is it What is it about? What What is it doing? So it adds
1: um, new locations. Yes. A whole new set of locations. um, They change out. Do
3: they replace? Yeah.
1: Um, Either or. do you add? You can play with all the new ones, or you can mix and match. You can be crazy. But it's still only over 10. Actually, you you can mix. uh, You can not be able to mix and match. I
2: was like, you probably can't, because they're probably designed in a specific way. Well, I think uh, is it like how Lost Legacy does it? Where no, you it's can like mix and match. You have a one for a one or a two match. for a two. Oh, I'm curious. match. I bet that they so, must like, be similar. Each thing must each be one similar, similar to what it right? was. Like, like
1: whereas the first one, like it, the layer is replaced by something called like the Nexus, and the Nexus, if you go there, you some you do you get to copy the the creature's location or something like oh, which is I think the layer, but with something, you get to do something amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get caught there. Um, the creature thing moves up, the assimilation token moves up. So it's mm. like um, it's that same sort of trade-off situation. Um, so each one of them is is similar. Ooh, and, I'm thinking about uh, right new hunt cards and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited because as Matt said that is just one of the that to me is a there's game there's a breakout that's game. a game that's not by the way that's not like that heavy Mm-mm. but great Choices It's super, uh, that's a fun social Ugh, experience. I love That That is game. a party game. Do you when we I first love playing games. games. Yes. I love that.
2: We, that was like mind games, like like When we started playing that, and we were like, oh my god, this was so fun. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games, you know. I mean, it's obviously a shorter game than some other games we've played, but to do a thing where immediately people are like, Let's play right again. And now yes. switch yep. roles. Mm-hmm. Let's play right again. And we played it like three or four times in a row. Yeah, yep.
1: we did with that and with Tournament of Camelot that we also had. Yes. At. Oh, that my gosh. That was such a That's fun, fun game. silly game. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. What are you are excited ready? for, Matt? Oh, what am I excited for? <laughs> now I'm excited for the Not Alone expansion. Yep. Like 100% Check. definitely my most excited thing. Uh, yeah, I'm also really looking forward to Seventh Continent. Uh, which is gonna which is not it's
3: not technically already new. been out. It is already
0: out, is but it it's, it's new ready. to me no, it and it was. to a lot of people. It, the
3: Kickstarter already, uh, they relaunched the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I played
0: it briefly, uh, and I really liked it. Okay, because I haven't uh, played it yet. So. I really thought it was very thematic uh, and story you don't like driven. Co-ops. I, I, I like some co-ops. I liked this co-op despite the fact that it's pretty much a single player game uh, which is generally my problem with most co-ops but I just I loved so much how the game played and this discovery element and how making thematic choices seemed to make a lot of sense. Do you like sense. Robinson
3: Crusoe? Uh,
1: Whatever right like there. I never played that. The like game? I'm no interested in playing Yeah, that. I didn't I've hit that once I was like it's fine.
3: Because it sounds uh, similar. I love exploration. exploration. I love
1: exploration oh,
0: yeah. and actually discovery. Like, it was actually, uh, it was
2: better than fun. It was a good, uh, it's is like there that, like,
1: what, flipping of tiles
2: where you go to places? Oh, yeah.
0: Or? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's like you're going, moving around, you're exploring, you're flipping up tiles, you're going different places, you're... Crafting items and stuff like that, but you're sort of faced with this continual yeah, exactly threat like to of like you're gonna run out of energy And when you yeah. run out of energy you, like die So you're trying to like cook find like places to go fishing and cook food And so you're like doing that just to survive. Oh my god. This sounds like such trouble for me But in it's the all meantime all of you're, also, of you're cursed and you're trying to like solve your curse Oh, you know, my god, I your love curses, it already. This is and, and that's how you win and and it's just what I loved was every time we made a decision trying to be like ooh This is probably for game reasons. We think this is going to be this. Every time we tried to like game the system, but not think about it thematically, it ended up like not being good for us. That was when we got screwed over. Like we found this empty camp. It's like it's an abandoned camp. Spoil. It's it's not really a spoiler. Oh, it is. It's not a spoiler. There's an empty camp in it. Oh my god.
1: Fine. I won't say anything. (laughs) Why (laughs) is (laughs) it called the seventh continent? Because that's what you call it. The idea is that that they already are seven. The idea is that
0: they've discovered a seventh continent. There already are seven continents. No, there are only six continents. Antarctica. That's the sixth continent. North America. Don't do this to me live Europe. on a podcast, <laughs> Africa. Europe. Europe. Eurasia is one. Eurasia. Continent. Yeah. And then, and then Eurasia.
3: Uh, Australia.
2: Yeah.
1: Antarctica. Wait, does six. that miscount? yes you've (gasps) miscounted horrific anyway this has now replaced the embarrassment of going to a rock paper scissors party
0: (laughs) anyway the idea is that somehow it's like it's like new world time period or whatever and they've discovered a seventh continent and everyone's rushing there to go explore it is the idea
3: kevin kevin's still doing the math no it's a second
0: no i stand by my math europe europe and asia is one continent Eurasia is a single continent. I did not know that's the
1: problem. I was raised... Just look at it. (laughs) No, I was raised that there were two different continents.
3: But they're literally... A continent is like a landmass. According to Google... By change. most standards, there are a maximum of seven continents a maximum. I love it <laughs> Geographers useless. and scientists Google, now refer useless. to six continents yeah, where Europe and Asia are uh, well,
0: combined I accept that, I
1: accept that they're that only out of they're date. only like
0: Geopolitically divided. Yeah, that's it's literally I mean, I think that's just only one only reason mass. why somebody that's might say seven Back in old,
3: old school there were seven.
1: That's continents. That I am nothing if not old New school. New <laughs> school. There's six. <laughs> yes Oh, Pluto. It's like the planets <laughs> <laughs> Things change, you know
0: Anyway, so I think that about wraps us up oh, for that, today Oh, that wraps <laughs> it up <laughs> you know What Kevin
1: was excited about Not
2: Alone Not Alone Oh, not alone. oh that no, We're excited. all excited
1: about Not Alone fine. That's the number She's one of all of our fine. sites Well,
2: fine, and also fine, Invisible fine. Sun, but that's a whole RPG thing and, that's Well, that's. I heard
1: there's this great game called King's Guild that's coming out next year Ooh, that is another one to look at that. Check yes, that one out on Kickstarter
2: Disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody who worked on it is on this. Somebody I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know who. It's perhaps talking, not <laughs> right, right now. now. Since it's me. But, uh, <laughs> we'll be talking shortly.
1: Alrighty, you want to close this out, Ben? Fine. Um, well, everyone, thank you for listening to uh, the Game Agenda. Uh, we, you know, we will be back again with more great games next week, and the week, and the week after that, and the week after that, it'll just be a big old Game Fury. So I'm Ben. I'm Matt. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Listening. Or listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every time.